Ahoy hoy! What's up, everybody? Hi! Welcome to the Escalator to Nowhere, a Simpsons podcast with Robert and Caitlin. I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. And I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I'm learning. And we are continuing our march through the entirety of the series, arriving this week at Season 2, Episode number 9, Itchy and Scratchy and Marge. And so, yes. Yeah. So we are going to begin like we always do. Caitlin's going to give us some specs on the episode. All right. Season two, episode nine, Itchy and Scratchy and Marge. Production code 7F09. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Written by John Schwartzwelder. Directed by Jim Reardon. Originally aired December 20th, 1990. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was delayed. I was adjusting my <laughs> microphone with the sound off. <laughs> Robert is going to give the synopsis. That's right. So we are on the page for the Simpsons Wiki, which is uh, simpsons.fandom.com. So if you'd like to check it out, there will be a link in the description. The synopsis is, after Bart and Lisa watch itchy and Scra- an itchy and scratchy cartoon, Maggie strikes Homer with a mallet. Marge is horrified and vows to put a stop to violence on children's television. But when the ball of censorship when the ball of censorship starts to roll, where will it all end? Dun dun dun. Mm-mm. I'm intrigued. Uh, oh, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have to say, I thought that this I thought that this episode was way deeper in the series than it is oh really yeah i i wasn't really sure which episode this was based off of the title Mm -hmm. i i thought to myself hey maybe that's because you know they did an earlier itchy and scratchy episode and then sort of like rehashed the idea of marge protesting it later on Uh which does happen but uh the moments in this episode like the rack the spice rack yeah and uh various other things um you know, obviously, it is in the season two. So, uh, I was just surprised to see this one so early on oh. in the series. I had no idea. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, let's uh, let's get started. We'll be at the top of the show. Um, the credits look more or less the same to me. Yeah. You know what I know? I did. I have a comment okay. on the credits. Okay. So the the scene that Bart is like weaving back and forth between people of Springfield. Mm-hmm. The characters, like some of them, are just one off. Like Jacques. Yeah. He's. Yeah. He's one of the people. Uh-huh. Bleeding Gums is one of the people. Uh-huh. It's very, uh, like, not obvious people yeah, that you would choose, I think. Yeah, yeah, you get the impression there, I think, that they assumed or the writers maybe thought that those characters would be more prominent maybe, than they yeah. actually are. Uh Jacques is kind of a weird one because I kind of wonder about when or where he would show up and yeah. what scenario you know he yeah. would be well, useful. Well, the fact that he was so—I mean, he was—I think he was what episode ten of season one. And oh, I you think have a better memory than me. I'm not I sure. Think he's—is yeah. st- he still in the credits? I don't know. Right now? Well, I, I think he's in the credits of some of the, oh, the much later episodes that we watch pretty frequently. Oh, you mean you mean in 2022? No, 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 no. I mean, like, when we watch, like, season eight, nine, whatever, Yeah, he's still in the credits, but he hasn't uh-huh. had a storyline since. Yeah, I think he stays in the credits until they move to um, until they move to the new format, the HD format. Yeah. Although, yeah. I, I could be wrong about that. And I just find that interesting. It is kind of weird that he is just here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, this well, lingering. Remember, like, a while ago, we were watching, and you were like, oh, that's Jacques. And you're like, you don't know who he is. And I was like, no, I don't. Yeah. 
with good reason. I mean, he I only know. shows up one time. Yeah, I know now. So uh, it's, it's interesting the characters that they chose. Because, like, Helen jo- Lovejoy is another one. Uh huh. And up until this point, we really haven't seen her very much. Right, yeah. So, uh, although she is in this episode. She she is. Uh, she is in this episode. Um, but it just, Jacques is this sort of just lingering, like, reminder of Marge's near infidelity. Yeah. Hanging out at the opening of the episode. So we might as well have Mindy standing there, too. I mean, obviously. Oh, right, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. 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 It's no, just a thought. Man, when I was a little kid, I thought Catwoman, a.k.a. Michelle Pfeiffer, a.k.a. Mindy, yeah. was super hot. <laughs> Well, she's in that uh, thing we were just looking at, the ad for. The, the ad? Isn't she oh, Lady Bird Johnson? Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's um, uh, the First Ladies or whatever yeah, it's called. Uh, the Showtime. Showtime. Sorry, Showtime. We have enough streaming services in this house. Yeah, uh, Showtime. Even, we can't afford you. Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> even, not. Even with your three months for 99 cent offer. You know what? That's 99 cents. Too much, baby. <laughs> yeah, we need to talk to Verizon, see if they'll pay for Disney Plus and Showtime. That's right. <laughs> eh. So, um,. Oh, I did notice something in the credits, though. Oh, okay. Because I was looking extra hard at the register when Maggie went over it. Oh. And I caught the first three what are numbers. It's just 847 is what I saw. Oh. So I purposefully did not go back and like try to like catch it. I'm not going to try and look at that. It's hard. It's super fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it really, yeah, really, it's just a flash. But uh, at any rate, yeah, it just said 847 and then a few more numbers it looked like. So So Maggie's expensive. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we open up in the scene here, and Marge is making pork chops. No applesauce, though. That, nope, <laughs> just <laughs> no, pork chops. That's that's right. Um, and you know one of the like one of the hallmarks of Simpsons, uh, uh, of, of the Simpsons like details is they have like funny names for various food products. You'll see them all the way through uh, the series, and she has two. Uh, she has two of them right here. Uh, she's sprinkling on. What she says is, she says, oh, well, the only thing, you know, that, that's really special about these, because Homer's rolling in, he's like, oh, you make the best pork chops in the whole world. And she says, oh, well, the extra ingredient is care. That's very nice, Marge. But um, uh, she says a sprinkle, a sprinkle of chervil, a half teaspoon of turmeric. By the way, uh, everybody, uh, Caitlin and I had a conversation like two weeks ago because I have been calling it my whole life turmeric but it is definitely turmeric turmeric and uh then she says in a whisper of msg yeah which you know uh has changed that joke will not hit the same way in the modern day as as it did in the 90s because in the 90s msg was viewed as bad yes is exclusively a bad thing but nowadays like celebrity chefs all over like commonly cook with msg uh, if you, if any of you watch um, Food Wishes, the uh, Chef John, uh, Chef John uh, on YouTube, he uses MSG in his uh, in his cooking with regularity. Oh, I, I don't think I've ever noticed. Yeah, and so like a lot of uh, uh, you know a lot of especially like Asian food, which is you know what it was famous for in the nineties, mm-hmm. was a bunch of MSG in the. You remember the buffet. signs in the Chinese restaurants? No MSG. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I guess. I guess people do have sensitivities and allergies to it. So that's, uh-huh. you know, that's something important to take into consideration. Right. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I think the stigma is gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. If, you know, of course, in the 90s, the stigma was, well, it fills you up. Uh, so that's why you could go to the buffet and pay, you know, $1.99 for the, for the buffet. Oh, 
like it wasn't dollar ninety nine, but like it was seriously for a while there, like in the nineties, like you could go to a three ninety nine all you can eat buffet, but you would only eat like one plate. Because of the MSG. Yeah, and that's where the joke about you being hungry again an hour later came from. Oh, because I of the MSG. see. Okay, the MSG conversation was not something that was prevalent. I just remember the little signs and asking my mom one time, like, "What does that mean?" Oh, and yeah. it just means that there's not this ingredient. So yeah, meh. yeah. I uh, do you know what it stands for? Uh, Monosodium glutamate. 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 Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> You passed my quiz. Hooray! <laughs> ding, ding. Uh, why am I so bad at trivia if I know this kind of stuff? <laughs> it's true. I am bad at trivia. You know why? You know why I'm bad at trivia? Because I'm bad at pop culture trivia. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. When you only consume a small amount of pop culture, meaning like 10 episodes of The Simpsons on mm-hmm. repeat, then you know, it's bound to happen. When I was in college, we would go to trivia uh, at once a week. It mm-hmm. was on Tuesdays, and we were... Uh, we were on it. We were on a team initially. <laughs> initially, our team name was Bipolar Express. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, later on, uh, when the when our team got too big, we we decided to break off into form two teams. Yeah. And so the new team that we were on was Dead Baby Cookout. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, we've gone, we've played trivia together a couple times. Uh-huh. We were Team Jaleel White one time. That's right. Um, I don't remember any of the other names we had. But you know, in those days, uh, there was a very strong pop culture helping hand that would come on once a week on TV called Best Week Ever. Yeah, which was a really wonderful way to catch up on all the stuff that happened in the week that I probably missed because I was in college right. and not watching the news. I never watched Best Week Ever. Really? I never did. But I remember when it was on. And wasn't Paul F. Tompkins on it? Or was he on the reboot they did a while ago? He he was on, I think he was on both. Oh, okay. Uh, Best Week Ever and before that would come on The Soup, which was just two really great ways of catching up and, you know, being aware of what's going on in Different channels, though. E and VH1. Oh, were they? Best Week Ever was VH1. Oh, Oh, I would have pinned I, them both on E. I loved watching the I Love the 80s, I Love the 90s. Oh, yeah. I yeah, loved yeah, yeah. those. Uh-huh. I watched them a lot. That's why I know a lot of random shit about mm-hmm. them, because I would I would literally watch them over and over again. Well, uh, anyway, you know, Marge is here, and she's got, uh, she's got her spices. And those are the spices that she names, but the spices in her hand are called Nice Spice. And mm-mm. <laughs> We don't have that. We have, we have Badia in this household. <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. That's right. We go, we go down the uh, we go down the uh, Hispanic, Hispanic food aisle and get the Badia spices because they are a lot cheaper. Yeah, than, the, than the regular. Even your McCormicks. Yeah, take your great values. Uh-huh. Your Molly McButter. <laughs> Molly McButter. Wow. <laughs> You did dig that out of the 80s. I did. <laughs> Holy cow. I did. Wasn't that a powder? Yeah. Yeah, it was like... We had it at a, I used it when I was a kid. It was kind of like the, the, the flavors that we it's use like when we make popcorn. It's like a popcorn flavor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, man. Does I that remember. still exist? I have no idea. Uh, and but who's Molly? So, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, but you're going to write that down so we can find a picture of it. Put yeah. it up on the Instagram. <laughs> Molly. Molly McButter. McButter. Holy cow. That sounds like one of those, um, like if they have a, they still make it. Holy shit. Whoa. Molly McButter. 
You know, we listen, y'all. We ain't rich folks. We shop at Walmart. I feel like that's where you'd find that if it was going to be like around. Yeah. Oh my God, we're gonna have to look for it at the at the uh, store the next time we go. Okay. I thought I definitely thought you were gonna say at the Walmart. At the Walmart. <laughs> Well, huh. at any rate, Homer is so impressed with Marge and her. Oh, Mrs. Dash. That's who I was thinking of. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but Molly, maybe Molly, maybe Mrs. Dash's first name is Molly. And that's why. Molly Dash. Molly McButter. <laughs> what a weird name. <laughs> Molly McButter Dash. Yeah. <laughs> her, her maiden name It's is. like Bodie McBoatface, but for your hydrogenated soybean oil and milk. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of stuff that's bad for you, yeah, God, right? a bunch of trans fats. Yep. <laughs> that's what it says. It says, as a result of its partially hydrogenated oil ingredient, Molly McButter contains trans fat. Uh-huh. It sure does. Thank you. Wikipedia. You want to know what's bullshit? You probably know this, um, but if they if they downgrade, that they just cut the serving size of those into small enough portions, then even though that's basically trans fats, if it's not over a certain like they don't amount, have to say they can say there's no trans fats per serving. That's how they can say yeah. that that spray butter we have uh-huh. has zero calories. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I have news for you dieters of the world mm-hmm. it has fucking calories yeah yeah uh, you're, it, and you're using more than five sprays on your baked potato i know it i saw you <laughs> <laughs> you know i gotta tell you like for me like i don't necessarily need butter at all on my baked potatoes yeah I'm, I'm a i'm a big fan of sour cream or in this new day hey listener if you didn't know you can replace <laughs> sour cream with non-fat Greek yogurt in basically every instance, and you, I, I, it tastes the same. Yep. It tastes the it same. It sure does. So back to Marge's pork chops. Oh, I have man. to say, I'm proud of her. Oh, yeah? For seasoning for her seasoning food. seasoning the food. You know, I thought that when, when I was looking, I was like, like, she's really putting seasonings on here. She's using, like, marjoram and stuff. I'm like, wow. Uh-huh. I mean, that's, that's pretty, especially for the early 90s i feel yeah. like that's pretty sophisticated yeah i think i think it is uh i i don't i don't think my i think my parents probably still don't have any turmeric in their house oh i know mine don't are you kidding <laughs> absolutely not that's I, how i knew what molly mcbutter was that's what we used that's, <laughs> <laughs> you know what i guess that's why i knew what it was too uh, because yeah. that's what was in the house yep. <laughs> So at any rate, Homer is Homer is also impressed with Marge. He and is. He loves these pork chops. So he says, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna build you something. I'm gonna build you a spice rack." And here is the infamous spice rack that, if you're in, into Simpsons meme culture at all, made a big run uh, several months ago, about six months ago or so, uh, in the meme culture. I and missed that. It was just it just showed up. It was trendy to talk to show the uh, the spice rack with various formats. It's and all funny. That. I like it. Yes, he. Uh, he uh, will eventually build this thing, and you know how this turns out. It's going to be very poorly done. But as he's walking out to the garage, Homer walks past the TV, and we get a shot of what the kids are watching on TV, and it is, of course, the Itchy and Scratchy cartoon mm-hmm. with its famous intro. I thought it was they bite and fight, but you know, I guess it's they fight and fight. No, I think it is they, f- they, they bite and fight, they bite mm-hmm. and fight and fight. 
bite, 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 bite. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the reason say, Caitlin is saying that is because the Frankiac here has only the It's fi- transcribed as fight, 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 yeah. fight, 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 fight. I'm pretty sure that it's bite, 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 fight, fight, fight. Um, eh. But either way, either they are watching. I didn't know there was actual words until like a, a few weeks ago. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the kids are watching Itchy and Scratchy and Homer goes, then we cut to Homer who is in the garage now and he is looking at something that was a significant part of my television childhood. And that is the self-help, like home how-to books that mm-hmm. they would sell in volumes like the Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah. And this was like before, um, like woodworking for dummies yeah it's yeah. just volume one two three four five and then there's a whole volume on spice racks uh-huh did you notice what the other volumes were oh i did not so there's uh, he has 14 volumes of how-to books mm-hmm. volume one of spice racks yeah volume two of knickknacks oh and i'm assuming volume three it's cut off trojan horses <laughs> <laughs> ah yeah yeah so i mean god we have the the complete gamut of what you could possibly be uh building here and you, you, and he's homer's pumped because he's going to use his tools mm-hmm. that i guess he clearly has not used before <laughs> his hammer still has the price tag on it you want to know something crazy what i did not know until fairly recently when i started you know doing my current job with the person i did that the trojan horse story is not in the Iliad or the Odyssey. Oh. Did you know that? I guess I did. They, they, like, it is part. It's like a it is part side of the, quest. It is, <laughs> it, yeah, it is. It is like the side quest um, because the Iliad ends with, uh, if I remember, the uh, the death of Hector. Um, and, but then the, the Odyssey picks up with them leaving. And so there's that in-between time where the mm-hmm. Trojan horse is is constructed. And that story is just, we know that from it's other It's like a authors. standalone, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, that's not as far as, like, Homer, meaning the poet Homer, is concerned. Like, that's not part of the canon. Isn't that wild? Yeah, I guess I think, so. I think, like, everybody, like, the story, I think if anybody knows, like, one part of that story, it's a part of the story that actually isn't in the story. That's just crazy. I to have me. news for you, Robert. I did not know n- enough about the Iliad and the Odyssey to <laughs> even know that that would be considered to be a part of it. So, oh well. <laughs> thank you. Well, I thought it was interesting. I learned something today, <laughs> and you're learning. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, yes, Homer opens up the book, and the, f- the first thing, step one, is. Pick up a hammer. You know what this is? Mm, it's the 1990s version of YouTube University. Yo, that is 1,000% what I was about yeah. to say. 1,000%. Pick Y'all. up the hammer. How many, I mean, how many home projects have we done watching YouTube videos step by step what and Kate, then doing them? What Caitlin means by that is how many home projects has she done because she's our little handyman here I in the house. I fixed our dryer. Yep. I fixed our she washer. Did. She did. Yep. Uh, she put up a dimmer switch. I did. fussed with her. That was... <laughs> There was a nice Russian man on YouTube who helped me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was not Putin. So no, no. I, I will nice. thank the nice Russian man. Yes. Um, yeah. So the, I feel like this is the and, 1990 you know, we, like, equivalent of that. We are like still like here and like even in these these recent days, we have been watching YouTube for like gardening purposes. Yeah. Like I've got tomatoes and peppers out there. It's a wonderful resource. It's a, it's amazing. We have the Library of Alexandria in our living room, and we didn't even have to pay time life money for it. Exactly. <laughs> Which Homer clearly did for all these books he has. 
He, we, we, I've asked you this before on here, I think. Did you have a set of Encyclopedia Britannica? Not, not Encyclopedia Britannica. Uh-huh. Which per, what did you have? I don't remember. I remember mine. Mine were like encyclopedias kind of geared more towards kids. Oh, really? And they had like lots and lots of pictures and like were pretty glossy. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember. I don't think it was like the full 26 volumes. Yeah. I think it was more like four or five. Yeah. Um, do you remember eyewitness books? I don't. No. Okay. I think it was a bit of a multi-level marketing situation. Uh-huh. And they were books that were just like, I had like the ballet one. Yeah. And it was just like all these different facts about ballet or like dinosaurs or the pyramids Mm -hmm. or like stuff like that. Caitlin was a dancer when she was younger. I was. Uh Yeah. I had, so that's why I had the ballet one. Yeah. Yeah. um, Uh, My, my um, encyclopedia set was Funk and Wagnalls. And my mama bought them for me, and she bought them by way of the, you know, once a month you pay and a new one comes. Right. And she got me all of those, and not just the set, but she also got me the World Atlas uh, that was the tag-on at the end of it. So, actually, probably back at my parents' house, somewhere in a box. Oh, there it is. Yep. My ballet book. I see it. Yeah. Uh, I know that you're you know, interested in this listener. So we're going to throw that up on the Instagram mm-hmm. as well. There's, there's lots of them. Like, um, I just searched, there's like a gen- generic dance one. Uh-huh. There's world war two sharks. Did you say there was a dinosaur one? Dinosaurs, oh, yeah. prehistoric life, you electricity. Know, I may have had that dinosaur <clears throat> book. Now that I'm looking at the format of this thing. That one. Um, Hmm. You know what? I don't, Rem- actually actually yeah 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 i think that that um the uh, the complete uh, fossil the the, uh, yeah. the the skeleton the, the there. skeleton yeah so that i think that my encyclopedias were like either if they were not made by the or published by the same publisher yeah they were along those lines and i think my gotcha. grandma bought them for me too uh-huh so so yeah. anyway, uh, Homer is utilizing his his uh, time life esque health self help books to um, uh, to build this spice rack, and we get a moment here that is a parallel of a moment later on in the series. So you know the moment where Homer tries to build the barbecue grill, and he holds up the finished product, and he's you're looking at it, and he goes, "Now that's one fine looking grill." But he's looking at the picture, mm-hmm. and then the picture drops down, and and his mm-hmm. is a mess. Goes, Why doesn't mine look like that? <laughs> uh, uh, same thing. It's exactly the same sort of joke here. He goes, "Ooh," and then drops it down. But the difference here is that Homer is very proud of his handiwork. Yeah, uh, but then we. Hear menacing music. Yes, this is very much the uh, psycho. Yeah, the yeah. psycho music. It's, and we get a play out of the scene, right? This yeah. is the. So Homer's working away, uh-huh. and here comes Maggie down the stairs. Yep. They said it was in the garage. He was in the garage, but I feel like it's more of a basement setting. Yes, that's so, what it looks like. Yeah, anyway. for uh, in these early seasons, in these early seasons, it sometimes can seem like the garage is the basement. He definitely walks down the stairs, and Maggie is definitely on the stairs. Yeah, uh, here in this oh, scene. Yeah. So she has a mallet in her hand, and she mm-hmm. bonks him yep. right on the head. Mm-hmm. And we get a nice play out of the very famous shower scene where Homer reaches up to grab onto a curtain, the just like the shower curtain, the uh, 
it rips off of the mm-hmm. hangers. The what are those called? The rings. Uh, I guess they're shower rings. Mm-hmm. And uh, he falls down, knocks over a can of paint, and so there's paint, aka blood, mm-hmm. that is heading down the drain. And he's kind of just laying there with his eyes open. That's right. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> so look at us. We got a pop culture reference. Yeah. <laughs> a 1950s pop culture yeah. reference. Uh. So presumably they find him, and then he's he's patched up. He's got a bandage on his head. He's laying uh-huh. on the couch with yep. the kids. Yep. And Bard's like, hey, can you move? <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> and uh, anyway, Marge comes in, and obviously she's very concerned. You know, she says, you know, where would a baby get the idea to bonk somebody with a mallet? Mm-hmm. And the answer is obviously right Itchy in front and of scratchy. us. Mm-hmm. And at this, it, the the cartoon that they're watching, I didn't write down the names of the cartoons, but, mm-hmm. eh, you know, you you understand. Um, there's a episode, or there's on their TV, a... Uh, Itchy is the mouse, right? Uh-huh. Itchy is trying to stab <laughs> Scratchy, and he's, like, moving out of the way. And Maggie grabs a pencil. I thought she was going to be taking notes. But no, uh-huh. nope. she, like, starts walking <laughs> towards Homer yeah. with the pencil as if she's going to stab him. That's right. So, uh, the uh, just FYI, the name of this is Kitchen Cut-Ups. Okay. So, anyways, um, the kids are watching the, uh, watching the episode here. And, of course, uh, Maggie is imitating the violence, and Marge sees exactly what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, she talks to Maggie like she's a dog. She's like, bad baby. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No. Bad baby. Don't stab your dad. <laughs> so, um, she's got that crazy look in her eyes again. <laughs> and Marge walks. That's right. She sure does. And, and Marge walks over to the TV and cuts it off and says, we're not watching these cartoons anymore. Yeah. And, and, you know, Bart and Lisa both love Itchy and Scratchy. This mm-hmm. is something that is true throughout the series. And as uh, as we are listening to them, you know, you fully expect Bart to be like, hey, you know, I'm watching that. I like, you know, because mm-hmm. Bart wants to watch cartoon. But Lisa jumps in here and says, yeah. if you take these away, then we'll grow up without a sense of humor and be and like robots. <laughs> What to kind which, of robots? <laughs> to, yeah, to which Bart thinks, well, was like, well, well, hang on a minute. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of robots? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... We, uh, we then cut to the playground, and mm-hmm. the kids all know what has happened. They all know. Uh, did you have a kid at your school whose parents were super strict and would not let them do anything fun? I don't remember mm-hmm. that. Uh, not a, Maybe it was me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is entirely a possibility. We, uh, yeah, I don't. At, I don't at, remember. At, at our school, um, I remember very clearly that like there were a number of parents. Of course, remembering everybody that I went to a private Christian school. Yeah, I school. was going to say your situation's pretty different. Yeah, you want to hear what the big splash was at our school? What? Harry Potter. Uh, of course. Because there's magic. Right. <laughs> and there were lots of parents who refused to let their kids watch Harry Potter at all because there was magic. But you, here's the thing that always stuck out to me is that it was encouraged, literally encouraged by our administration that the children should watch the Lord of the Rings series. Because mm, it says Lord. Uh, because, <laughs> well, because there's an there's like a very like obvious... Christian uh, overtones. Yeah, yeah. A Christ re- returning, you know, overtones yeah. in Gandalf the gray to the white and all that business and and i i mean i've I've never this is something you listeners might not know about me but i have not watched any i have not watched any harry potter like 
to any appreciable degree. We did watch that's it. That's not one true. Time. You fell asleep on the floor at Casey and Joe's apartment. <laughs> I think right. I said this on, my, on this podcast before. <laughs> you were in the presence of the Harry Potter movies. You just didn't. I, I just, you weren't paying attention. Yeah, and and, and it just never got, gotten caught up in that culture at all. I don't have anything against it. I just haven't watched it. But I have watched uh, all of the original trilogy from the Lord of the Rings, and I, I have no problems with them. I, I like have them. not consumed one second of the Lord of the Rings. Oh, man. <laughs> I, smell another, a, I smell a spinoff. It's another uh, <laughs> pop culture blind spot that I have. Can you imagine how long so our podcasts are an hour or a little more with a 23 minute episode can oh you imagine God. how long it would be with a director's cut we'd have to <laughs> we'd have to do it like in chunks we'd have to do like 15 minute chunks can you imagine what steve jackson would say to us <laughs> if we showed up with a five-hour podcast <laughs> hey yeah, steve jackson steve? thank you so much for sending us an email if you'd like to send us an email we would welcome it you can email us at escalator to nowhere pod at gmail.com Calm. Just it was lovely, like, lovely to chat with you, Steve. Just like definitely Steve Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry, y'all. That's a little bit of an inside joke. But. I do. Well, I actually know somebody whose actual fucking name is Steve Jackson. That's right. You yeah. have told me that before, and I laughed about it, and I don't think you understood why I was giggling about nope. it. Nope. <laughs> sure didn't. All right. So anyways, the kids all know uh, that Bart cannot watch. Even Nelson, who is really being... Kind of a nice kid in these past couple of episodes here. Uh, uh-huh. Comes over and he's like, man, I heard about the cartoons. That's a tough break. Um, and Millhouse. Where does Millhouse come from? I must have been writing something down. Why is he upside down? Oh, they're standing next to the monkey bars. Oh, okay. So He's eating a sandwich yeah, in the monkey bars? That's right. Okay. He's doing a, he's, I missed that. He's doing the monkey chug but with a sandwich. Okay. You know what the monkey chug is. When you, drink, when you drink a beer upside down? Yeah, you got to chug the beer upside down. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. That's in Beer Fest. Come on. <laughs> Robert, you know, like, past, like, 30 minutes into Beer Fest, my memory is nothing. <laughs> That's right. That's what happens when you have a game that makes you finish your entire beer in, like, three different spots. <laughs> I was going to say several times throughout the movie. Yeah. Uh, so, at any rate, um, Millhouse says, hey, why don't you just come over and watch them at my house, which is what every kid who is told they cannot watch something at home does. That is just the way the world works, y'all. Uh, and so, that's a great idea. Anyway, so the, the, after the playground scene, we cut back to Homer, and Homer is calling into work to let them know that he will not be in the rest of the week. And... Uh, my the, baby beat me up. The joke up. here is, yes, he <laughs> says, I told you, my baby beat me up. And then they, uh, I'm assuming in this moment, he's talking to Mr. Smithers. And he, yeah. and he says, either that or Sherry and Terry's yeah. father. <laughs> and well, didn't he get removed from under Sherry and Terry's father? And then when he's made in safety inspector, he now reports to Mr. Burns, which means he probably just reports to Smithers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's probably right. And uh, at any rate, uh, whoever he's talking to responds to him and he says, oh, it is not the worst excuse I ever thought up. <laughs> so I guess uh, the uh, the feast of maximum occupancy has not occurred. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> so at any rate, uh, Homer uh, is laying on the couch after he hangs up the phone and Bart, or excuse me, Marge says... I wonder why they're so late. Mm-hmm. Of course, we know why they're late. They are at different houses. Uh, Bart is with Millhouse watching Itchy and Scratchy. And Lisa... Is with Janie. Is with Janie, yeah. who has a huge TV. 
Did you notice that? No, I didn't. I must have been writing something during this time because... Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, (laughs) Because I, like, I kind of miss this part. Okay. Can you imagine moving that 90s TV that's the size of a wall? Jeez, Louise. No, thank you. A couple of years ago. So, when I was young, I had a friend. His name was Billy. And his mother uh, still lives in the town that I grew up. And I was home a couple of years ago. And uh, father said to me that um, uh, Billy's mother had uh, asked if we would come and move her TV. And we were like, yeah, no problem. But little (laughs) did we know, we walked in and it was one of those gigantic flat screen 90s TVs. Oh my God, yeah. That weighs approximately a thousand pounds. It's (laughs) like, like, it's a piece of furniture. It is. And it was just me and father. Oh God. So, you know, what that means is, like, I was doing the bulk yeah. of this uh, moving, you know, uh, just basically with him making sure it didn't tip over while I was trying to get this. Thing. Man, we got that thing out onto the street, and I was just like, oh, my God. And I was super sad about it because um, uh, she makes super-duper excellent chicken wings and rice. She actually used to have a restaurant. Uh-huh. And I was just like, I wonder if maybe she remembers that I really love those chicken wings. <laughs> No. No, we didn't. But you know what? Hey, you know, the truth is you don't do nice things you for people. You got your because, karma. That's You're right. good. You, you don't do nice things for people because you expect a reward. You do, you do that stuff because people need help and they ask you. And that's, right. That's it. Although, you know, some chicken wings would have been nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, you know what? Uh, you know what that you makes me think of? Because we're talking about spices and whatnot earlier and how much Marge is, is using spices in the food and all that. When I was young, I really part of the reason I loved her rice so much was because it just tasted like oh, she rice put butter in it. that I yeah that I'd never had before. And you told me about this. Yeah, yeah, and what she put into it was butter, like you said, but. and can you guess what else? Salt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's because she put butter and salt in the rice, and yeah. I was just like, "Oh my god, those rice is so delicious!" Yeah, <laughs> so I right. guess, I guess with potatoes, I can go without the butter, but not in the rice, baby. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I bored you with my story. No, <laughs> I'm just trying to get through this episode. We got stuff to do later. That's right. We go into a beer fest, baby. Woo-hoo, which apparently we can't bring our own chairs to. Yeah. <sighs> do better. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Post it on your goddamn website. So, anyway. Anyway. Uh, Marge has been watching the Itchy and Scratchy cartoons uh, because she is writing down all of the violence that is prevalent within them. She says, I'm cataloging the cartoons. Yes. (laughs) And which is funny. Um, But it reminded me of Grandpa in that I cannot remember which episode it was, Mm -hmm. but he's writing about the things he no longer wants to see on television. Oh, yeah. Or words he doesn't want to hear on television. Yeah. Family jewels. Family jewels. Oh, I think it was Bart the General. (laughs) Um, Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So it kind of reminded me of that. Yes, it was Bart the General because later on that's what Bart says is... Yeah. You know, get him the family get, jewels. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Or Herman says it, I think. I don't remember. Either way, yes, I think you're right, Brother right. General. And, and yes, because Marge writes a letter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she writes a letter to uh, uh, the, she uh, addresses it Dear purveyors of senseless violence. <laughs> and so she sends one to, Coming cr- in hot. to Krusty, who obviously we all know cannot read. He's illiterate. Yeah. And so he's just turning it around, like looking at it uh-huh. and then throws it in the trash. One of the animators sees it, yeah, crumbles, crumbles it, up, it up, throws it in the trash, and then Roger Myers Jr. is reading it and writes a letter back to her. Uh, 
dictating it to his secretary, which is something that I guess just doesn't really happen, happen anymore. anymore, right? Mm-hmm. It's so easy to write your own letter or, or either that or... That's not true. Well... Oh, yeah? I'm just thinking of my own work and uh-huh. I, I, what happens with me is I write the letter exactly, and then send it to the person, uh-huh. they make changes, and then their executive assistant just sends it out. Yeah, I th- yeah, I guess that's probably more the way it happens these days. Yeah. You just have somebody who, like a speechwriter, writes yeah. the letter for yeah. you. You you sign off on it, and there you go. Okay. Yeah, that's... Yeah. That, what, what an interesting thing to talk about on this podcast. I know, right? <laughs> so anyways, um, Roger Myers sends a, a letter back. It's pretty it's pretty generic it's until a, we get to... It's a form letter, Yeah, basically. until we get to the end where he says uh, that uh, in regards to your specific comments about the show, our research indicates that one person cannot make a difference. So let me close by saying, and then we cut to Marge reading the letter, and she says, it's a pretty good joke. And the horse I rode in on. (laughs) Mm. So we all know what they said there, or what he said there. What, What do you think he said? He said, fuck you, and the I, horse I, rode in. I'm kidding. I, I, I just wanted you <laughs> okay. to say it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, at any way, uh, or he, he may have said screw you, I guess. This is the 90s. Eh. People people use the word screw a lot. And yeah, screw it's you. true. Well, and then March says, I'll show them what one screwball can do. That's right. And she does. So <laughs> she makes signs, protest signs, and she is out marching by herself with her sign. Do you have it up? Uh, uh, the sign's very funny. Yeah. So she has, uh, the kids are there. Uh, Homer's there and she's there. And Homer's sign says, please ban violent cartoons. I, next time I might not be so lucky. Uh-huh. And he's got his little uh, hat on. Sorry. That's the one. That's the sign I can see clearly. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Bart and Lisa's signs say "ban itchy and scratchy," and uh-huh. of course Bart edits his to say "don't, don't ban, ban itchy and scratchy." That's right. Uh, Marge's sign says, "I'm protesting because itchy and scratchy are indirectly responsible for my husband being hit in the head with a mallet." Yeah, and there's <laughs> there's this really good bit. So you see the sign. The sign itself is funny because of its length. Yeah. And then she walks past some people who are trying to read it, and all of the, it's like reading. They're like. Squinting. It's just like those people that put bumper stickers on their car that are longer than the Dagum Declaration of Independence. Yeah. Uh, this happened to us the other day, didn't it? We were trying. You were like, "What does that sticker say?" And so the two of us were trying to like see. Oh, it happens quite often. Like, yeah. I mean, every now and then we're like, "What does that say?" And we like squint our eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and then and then there are the stickers that it's like. You know, say it's something pretty inflammatory, and you're like, imagine that being the only thing people know about you. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we saw uh, somebody showed us a picture that they took of a car, and what did it, it said something to the effect of uh, just a cool mom or just a regular mom trying not to raise liberals. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> and wow, like that's I, that is your personality. Like, yeah, even like even if you lean towards conservative, like conservative government or what have you, like. Is, is that seriously what you want like people to know about you? Is exactly like, it, like it's wild. You know what that's called? That's called a cult. That's what that's called. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's an awful lot of culty things going on in modern politics, but I digress. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're this is not a politics podcast. No, but it can be. Would you be interested in that? <laughs> <laughs> Send us a message. Um, I'm a fastidious conservative, and I'm a slovenly liberal. Oh, <laughs> I smell a sitcom. <laughs> uh, so, 
That's, a, pr- that's a family guy joke, by the way. That's not about us. Oh, <laughs> they're standing outside of Itchy and Scratchy headquarters. Mm-hmm. There's another sign that says, um, what is it? Oh, join SNUH now. SNUH. S-N-U-H. Yeah. And so who comes up but good old Maud Flanders. That's right. And Maud, she's like, eh? what is SNUH? And <laughs> Marge tells her. It stands for Springfieldians for Nonviolence, Understanding, and Helping. Good job, Marge. Marge. You need an editor, girl. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it's either way too long or it doesn't. It just it doesn't, doesn't really, really make, snap, does it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But you know what? She's trying. She sure is. Well, Maud shows up, and clearly Maud would approve of this oh, particular yeah. thing. Oh yeah, for and sure. The kids say, "Oh well, we gotta go. Bart is gonna go. Um, I don't know. Uh, play sports." And <laughs> and Lisa's yeah. Lisa's excuse is really great. Uh, I'm going to Janie's, and we're going to make the most of our childhood. Year years okay well have fun and then off they go but the protest by mods uh by mods present presence begins to spread it it, it grows and yeah. then of course protesting there <laughs> initially are all the fuddy duddies of springfield yeah so you've got the flanders you got yeah. the lovejoys mo is there mm-hmm. uh who else is oh mrs uh agnes skinner that's right that, that means looks- lamb it looks like Wendell, but I don't think it is. Uh, I don't. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yep. Yeah, there's some. There's some other randos there. But as we as the crowd starts to grow, we get a real, actual, you know, sort of crowded protest going on yeah. there. Who, by the way, which or essentially which, by the way, is made up of a bunch of suspiciously season one looking attendees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just some of those weird looking folks from season one hanging out. Yeah. Um, what if Jacques was there? And then my whole point earlier would be nullified. Absolutely destroyed, but he's not, not, he's not there. (laughs) So, and then it ends up with Marge, like addressing the crowd. Yep. And then she's, (laughs) she's talking about violence in cartoons and she's like, how many of you were hit in the head with mallets last week? And then like a bunch of people raise their hands. Yeah. yeah. And they all have little, like they all get bandages bandages on their Like like, literally cartoon bandages. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we then cut immediately to the interior of the Simpsons dining room, and they are all eating TV dinners. And that's how we know Marge has been busy. Yep, because, because they're eating TV dinners. There ain't no pork chops, are there? You know what this reminded me of? What's that? I was thinking, because Homer complains about something getting into his... Peas. Peas in his dessert? In his fruit cobbler. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever eat kids' cuisine when you were a kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. That's, that's what this reminded me of. And, like... I don't remember them being particularly particularly good or bad, uh-huh. but I do remember the green beans being disgusting. <laughs> All I really remember, well, I remember and the, the brownie. Chi- yep. I remember the brownie. Mm-hmm. I remember the chicken nuggets. Yeah. But what I really remember about it was that I just wanted them so bad because they were made for kids yeah. and I was a kid and therefore it was for me. Yeah. Do they still make those? Can we get some kid cuisine and Molly McButter up oh in here? Oh my god! <laughs> yes, yes, we can. Um, oh, okay. so uh, but they are not satisfied with these with these mid dinners, as uh, pointed out by the fact that there are peas in the cobbler. Uh, and Lisa says there's peas everywhere. But uh, Homer initially says, "I didn't know they still made TV dinners this bad." Yeah, uh, I, yeah, that's what kind of inspired me. They still make kid cuisine, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, made by Conagra. Did not know that. Okay. You know, uh, when I was little, I liked kid cuisine, but then I also liked Hunger Man dinner. 
Of course you did. And it was just because I like Salisbury steak. Oh, yeah. Well, I remember eating kids' cuisine, but I don't really remember eating other... I feel like there were two different kinds, but I, oh, I could be wrong about that. Well, there was... Uh, yeah, well, they had the kid cuisine, which was like the chicken nuggets, and then one of them was a mac and cheese, I remember. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm talking about different brands. Oh, 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 oh yeah. I see. Yeah, I mean, they had different stuff to uh-huh. eat, but... Yeah. Oh, kid cuisine. And they had baked apples. Yeah. 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 Um, the brownie, though, obviously, the highlight. So, uh, Marge is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waxing poetical about kid cuisine. Y'all, what y'all could not see that I could see was that she was sitting there with her hands nicely folded. I was looking, looking off <laughs> into space. She's, she's like, oh, my memories. Oh, kid cuisine. <laughs> yeah. I, I only remember eating those in one specific place. Oh. Which was my godmother's house. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. You, uh, I will say this that like I like the uh, the Salisbury steak in the Hungry Man dinners, um, and but I I remember being young and trying to eat the fried chicken. And I guess because of where I grew up, there was such like commonly available pretty good and fried good chicken. Good fried chicken, yeah. Yeah, that I just I remember just being like, this is this is really soft and weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's that's kind of my memory of the cake cuisine too. Yeah. Espe- well, especially because. Being from where we're from, or mm-hmm. well, you know, in the general region, yeah, um, the green beans were crispy. Yep, that, that's and just, that is not what I want. Nope. I want a mushy, yep, pork infused Th- green bean. This is where that's I, what I want. yep, this is where I depart from Alton Brown. Uh, as far you know, who I love Good Eats. Um, I've really enjoyed. Is he his, from Atlanta? He he lives in I know Atlanta. He lives there. He's from California. Oh, okay. But one thing that he would make the claim, especially like with broccoli, is like he's like the reason kids don't eat this is because you cook it to death. But nope. that's that's what I want. Wrong. <laughs> I want you to cook it to death. Even as a kid, I wanted you to cook yeah. it to death and put I, cheese on it. Yeah, I never mm. I never understood when I was little why people like in cartoons kids didn't want to eat their vegetables because when you grow up in the South, y'all vegetables are delicious. <laughs> people make they got them taste good. Fat and salt. Yeah, what's not to like? It's a bunch of pork fat and salt and other seasonings Mm -hmm. that are packed in there. Exactly. And there ain't nothing better than going to like a hometown buffet and looking in that window and seeing a bunch of old black women in there. Yeah. Because you know that the food's going to be good. You know that's going to slap. Oh, man. If you're ever in Valdosta, Georgia, y'all go to Old Times Country (laughs) Buffet. You know it's a real buffet when they have fried fat back on the buffet. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, we gotta eat lunch before we go to this thing. I'm I'm already hungry. Well, now that we can't take our snacks, but that's another story. Oh, I'm so bad. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, anyways, they're eating this crappy food, not this delicious mm-hmm. old times country buffet food with fat back on the buffet. Instead, they're eating thing this these TV dinners, and she's apologizing that yeah. she had you know she's sorry. been so busy with the protesting. Yeah. So sorry. But uh, Homer says, "Hey, well, how about tomorrow? Maybe you can bake some of those patented pork chops that we were checking out earlier." And she's like sure oh wait i got three I protest rallies yeah, three man and homer gives us a, a, an annoyed grunt of dough yeah and he says hey, this is such a dated joke yes here. it is <laughs> this is so dated he says 20 million women in the world i think there's more than that homer but uh 20 million women <laughs> in the world and i had to marry jane, jane fonda, fonda. <laughs> The world population is like 8 billion people right now, right? I, yeah. There's I, way more than 20 million women. Yeah, there's more. There's there's 330 million people in the United States I alone. Know, I know. <laughs> well, so. 
and like even for 1990 i feel like this is a pretty dated joke yeah but yeah well you know it was popular to rip on jane fonda for like two decades i feel like it still is for some people yeah so like since the since the vietnam war it's been popular to rip yeah. on jane fonda in certain circles so. uh yeah but here he's oh here he is yeah, Look. okay, we both missed this. Yeah. Sideshow Mel is in this episode, everybody. It's his introduction. Yeah. We, uh, and and look at this. Krusty says him says his name. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we both missed this Were we this talking part. about this before we came on the air? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, we... Uh, Caitlin says... She, she was looking at the wiki, I guess, yeah. and said, Oh, is Sideshow Mel in this? And neither one of us caught it. But sure no. enough, y'all, here He's he is. There. Uh, bone and all. And his yep. little slide whistle. Yep. <laughs> so... At any rate, so we are now, obviously, we've cut to a scene from the Krusty the Clown show, mm-hmm. and uh, as Krusty comes out and begins his uh, begins his monologue, there's booing from the crowd, and it turns out that the protests have gotten to be so uh, pervasive, so... Yeah. Yeah, that... Uh, they're they they're in the studio. In the studio with their signs. Who let these people... Into the studio with their signs. I don't know. It was probably the same person that was supposed to be guarding the door at the freaking monster truck rally. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know who I bet it was? Caitlin sent me a TikTok this week of a man who took his like four-year-old son out clubbing. Oh my god, it's so. And funny. so they went out. <laughs> they went out and bought an, an outfit. He had a little Hilf- Tommy Hilfiger he outfit. He had a little mustache and they put on. A, yep, they put a mustache on him, and they they're in the TikTok. He has his own ID. It's yep. so funny. In Cute. The, uh, in, in the uh, TikTok, they have videos of the bouncers checking his ID at the door, and they're like, oh, looking good. And, and they so, give him a little bracelet. <laughs> a little wristband, you know. <laughs> it's those guys. Those are the ones, those people in there. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, the boos get to be so loud and so uh, uh, so deafening that Krusty can't do anything except just say, please stop. And But they don't, of course. And we then cut to another scene where Krusty is watching himself fail uh-huh. on the screen in front of Roger Myers. And Roger Myers Jr. says, oh, that screwball Marge Simpson. We've got to stop her. But, of course, how do you do it? Well, you put it to your team, right? Yeah. And so I, I'm assuming this is a writer's room. It, and so yes. the suggestions for making Marge stop are to hit her in the head with piano, uh-huh. stuff her full of TNT and throw a match down her throat and run. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and, oh wait, is there another one? Oh, drop an anvil on her. That's right, yep. Yeah. And uh, Roger Myers is talking to the writer's room, and I think that this is the writers talking to themselves, because remember, this early in the season, uh, in the series, uh, many of the writers have advanced degrees from high-end institutions, yeah. right? Conan's not there, though. Not yet, not yet, right. But, but he but went to Harvard. Yep. And so, like, these guys, that's what that's I mean. That's the kind, like, of, kind of situation we're in. Yes. So, the joke that we get here is really a meta joke. Uh, and if you're watching this in the, in 1990... Uh, you, you probably don't get it. You don't get this joke. But, yeah. So, this is this is fun for us to be able to look at this now and know that they wrote this probably just for them. Yeah. All your fancy degrees, and that's the best you can do. And they're all like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You make me sick. That's right. So then we cut straight back again. There's a huge protest going on. protesting. That's right. And uh, then we see like a lone writer in uh, the window mm -hmm. and um, he's, he's going to take matters into his own hands, I guess. Uh huh. And he, um, we, yep. So he, he, uh, he's watching the protests. He decides to take matters into his own hands, and we cut to a scene of Homer and Marge watching Itchy and Scratchy. Itchy and Scratchy start going at oh, each yeah, other. Oh, yeah, you see him start drawing, and he's uh-huh. very clearly drawing Marge's hair. Yep. Uh, 
it, sorry, I was looking at the scene just to see what Marge's sign said, and it's the same sign she was holding earlier. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, anyway, so now they're watching the, the cartoon, and Itchy and Scratchy start beating each other, and guess who shows up but a little squirrel with a tall stack of blue hair. Yep, it's uh, the, the Itchy and Scratchy cartoon is taking place during a baseball game. Uh-huh. So uh, when the squirrel comes out and is like, no, 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 um, Scratchy hits their head off with a baseball bat. That's right. And hits a home like, run with the squirrel's the head stadium. right out of the stadium. Yep. And Marge uh, is incensed at this. Yeah, but Homer says, take that, you dumb squirrel. <laughs> so we're laughing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've talked about this before, so I don't want to belabor this, but just the the wild violence of these cartoons is is the joke. Right. Right. Like. So I was reading on the wiki that... Obviously, Itchy and Scratchy are inspired by Tom and Jerry, but I did not realize that Tom and Jerry were reworked in the 70s to make them less violent. Really? That's if I'm understanding what I read correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is the this is the thing that people kept saying over and over and over again in terms of cartoons, right? When when this was a hot topic, obviously hot enough topic for it to be. So I feel like I feel like the violence on television, like uh, movement or the end, like I feel like it kind of peaked in the nineties. Oh yeah, for but, sure. Uh, the the wiki says that this episode is a spoof or satire on the severe censorship against violence on children's television in the seventies. Um, really, specifically on how Tom and Jerry, the obvious main inspiration for Itchy and Scratchy, was retooled as a non-violent cartoon in nineteen seventy-five due to TV show cartoon regulations of the seventies and the negative audience reception which followed. I wow, didn't know that. I had no idea. Me either. I had never heard that. Yeah. You know, it it, <clears throat> it it makes sense. And we we often pretend like, you know, whatever is trending and going on now is is a new thing, but yeah. it's not. People... No, well, but I, I I guess what surprises me is the timeline of that because it's much earlier than I would have thought. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially considering like, you know, we we talk about growing up in the 80s and 90s and just being like latchkey kids and you know come home when the porch lights on and much less helicopter parenting yeah but i guess you know that movement runs deep yeah i guess so so marge is is so upset by this that she actually answers the phone angrily and it turns out the person that she's talking to is inviting her to come on to kent brockman's show i think it's the first time we see the show smart line yeah Uh, and so it's a late night panel show and she she very angrily says, yes, I'd love to, and slams the phone down. <laughs> anyway, so we cut then to, of course, Smartline. Local which, Emmy Award winning host, Kent Brockman. Yes, this is not the first time that it has been mentioned that Kent, uh, Kent is a, an Emmy Emmy Award winner. We know, we know several local Emmy Award winners. We sure do. You so know, if I, you're listening, hi. Yeah. Hey, did you know, uh, did you know, listener, that Emmys are local? Like to include the big Emmys that you, that everybody watches. It just so happens that the Hollywood Emmys, as you might expect, are the ones that are most prominent. But every region has Emmys, and so uh, we know a number of people through uh, through work who have mm-hmm. done productions, educational productions, mm-hmm. and the like, who themselves have won Emmys, yep. which is pretty cool. Yeah, and we can go and look at them. They're in a case at yeah. work. <laughs> I held one. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I actually, as a matter of fact, I can say, uh, I just put two and two together here that I have been in an I was, yeah. Emmy winning production. <laughs> yeah. 
fancy. That ought to blow our uh, downloads down out of the water. Yes. <laughs> we should start marketing it like that with Emmy Award winning. <laughs> Robert. Emmy Award appearing. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Take that, Kent Brockman. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, uh, we cut in and Kent has Marge. He has... Roger uh, Myers Jr. Mm-hmm. Krusty. And Dr. Marvin Monroe, who is in Vienna, the home of Sigmund Freud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Which, uh, which is kind of weird that he's just kind of in Vienna, but yeah, we discover he, later that he must be traveling. He, yeah, he's on vacation. Yeah. So at any rate, um, things are not going well on the uh, on the show because Marge is clearly the only person here who is going to ar- make her argument. It's even kind Kent. of an it's an unfair uh, situation that they've put her in. This is ten thousand percent like what many of these shows do. And this is before the 24... I mean, CNN existed, but this is before, like, 24-hour network, like, network news. Yeah. So, you know, (laughs) like... Yeah. Normally, the pundits, even on that, I feel like, are a little bit more balanced in terms of their opinions and viewpoints yeah but in, not, but here, not here. Right? yeah they mm-hmm. actually show a clip from uh, itchy and scratchy and when uh when it's over kent is chuckling mm-hmm. and he says hilarious yeah and then turns to marge and says so what in the world is wrong with that and uh and mr myers is trying to talk over marge here poor marge i know uh, she's trying to do what she thinks is right even if it's not necessarily the right thing yeah, to so do basically he's ta- starts talking over marge yeah and he's and marge is like no he was he was talking to me yeah so and then she goes on but he you know he he talks over her and says that uh you know we did a little research it turns out the violence existed long before cartoons were invented <laughs> invented he he goes on this rant here uh mm-hmm. and mentions the crusades, the crusades. <laughs> many he, people killed many people killed and I that think, went on for 30 years yeah i guess he doesn't realize that there's more than one crusade uh, well <laughs> Uh, even though he references it in the plural. Right. And um, at any rate, we then cut to Marvin Monroe, who is no help to Marge at all, and says, uh, uh, these pale, these things pale in comparison to the crippling emotional problems a, psychi- a psychiatrist runs into every day. I'm referencing women who love too much, fear of winning, sexaholism, stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Dr. Monroe. Um and then he says, one of my guilty pleasures is snuggling up with a big bucket of buttered popcorn, Molly dim McButter. the lights, and turn, on, <laughs> and turn on itchy and scratchy and laugh myself silly. That's right. So poor Marge is not finding any support from anyone on this show. Nope. And then they cut to Krusty, who can't do anything except act a fool in front of the camera because he's being... He's, he's Krusty. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, eventually all we get is... Kent saying, can you summarize your position for us in nine seconds? And she says, basically, yes. If you are concerned about this, write in a letter and let them know how you feel. And so we then cut to a scene with Roger Myers Jr. And there's a lot of letters on that table. There is a metric ton of letters. Yes, the whole big long table, the whole board table is full of letters and there's there's piles outside, there's trucks outside that stretch all the way down. And then one of them, he starts reading a letter, he's like, Dear Mr. Sleaze Merchant. He's like, oh, that hurts. (laughs) (laughs) And so looks like Mr. Myers is in trouble. So Mm -hmm. uh, we cut then to Marge, who is 
making pork chops. Yes, she is. And she's utilizing Homer's very kind or kindly built or very well sturdy built spice, spice rack. rack. Yes, it's, it's functional it, at least. It's for the Even time. though shit's falling out of it, <laughs> it's, it's on the wall. <laughs> for the time being, yep, yeah. it's up there. And, uh, it, and what happens here in this scene is that the writers have put the uh, itchy and scratchy into a situation, but because they're not allowed to use violence anymore, they, they don't know how to resolve the issue. Yeah, so they call March. <laughs> yep. And so essentially what's happened here is that uh, itchy or... Uh, Itchy, yeah, Itchy has stolen uh, Scratchy's ice cream cone, which we la- which we now know will be a pie instead because it's easier to draw. Yeah, easier to draw a pie and than an ice cream cone. they are unsure what to do about this. And so Marge says, well, why don't they just share the pie? Well, they want to dump him in a bucket of acid. Right, but that's... And, and Marge says, no, uh, no. No, no, no. Why don't they share the pie? Mm-mm. Yep. And so they share the pie, uh, or they, they say, okay, well, it's different. But um, anyway, we then cut to... The family sitting and watching an infomercial. Car- oh, that's right. Yes, it is. It is an infomercial. But Marge turns it on to Krusty and says, "Kids, you can watch the cartoons." And they're and, like, "Really? Yeah." Yeah. So they they scoot up to the TV there, and then this is one of the things that I thought was much later in the series was this version of Itchy and Scratchy. Oh, okay. So it's no longer bite, 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 fight, fight, fight. It's they love and share. They love and love and share. <laughs> love, 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 share, share, share. The Itchy and Scratchy show. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Uh, what, what I think is most notable about this, aside from the music and the obvious word changes, is that the characters themselves look different. They have wider eyes. Yeah, they are clearly like smiling yeah, at so each other. <laughs> it's uh, the the cartoon is called Porch Pals uh-huh. and they're sitting in their little rocking chairs <laughs> and they right. they speak, which is weird. Yes. Um <clears throat> More lemonade. Yeah. So and they, they, they're drinking lemonade on the porch. And, it, and then Scratchy goes, I made it just for you. It's you're like, it's my best friend. Extremely slow. And what you're really getting the most is just silence and the creaking of the rocking yeah. chairs on the floor. Yeah. And Bart and Lisa are like, what the fuck yeah. happened? Lisa says, Itchy and Scratchy seem to have lost their edge. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think Marge defends and says, oh, I think it conveys a very nice message of sharing. Yep. But all the kids no. start turning off the TV. And what happens? They go outside. Oh. The kids go outside. Oh, okay. Well, doesn't Maggie... Wait. Oh, Maggie <laughs> to, to Sorry. It's a, it's a, a full circle joke because... They're watching this cartoon about uh, Itchy and Scratchy sharing lemonade, uh-huh. and Maggie brings Homer a glass of lemonade instead of trying to stab him. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yep. Uh, and Krusty actually here says, uh, wasn't that funny, boys and girls? And looks out, and the audience is empty. empty. So Nobody all the kids there. start going outside. Yes. And they start to play it's very idyllic yes and i wrote down here because caitlin loves ancillary characters i said look at all of these ancillary kids out here there's there's a lot of them yeah there's a lot of them there's there's this weird mix of like kids that we know and have seen before and like some season one kids in there uh the weasels are there yeah the weasels are there i think his name is freddy he's there with the little eyes oh the black kid kid with the eyes is that his name i think so i did not know um yeah, so we see all of them like frolicking and playing, and it's very, very wonderful. Uh huh. Um, and then 
we take a, a, a bit of a turn. Um, mm-hmm. So the Simpsons are eating dinner and Marge asks them what, what they did. Yep. Bart went fishing. Lisa and Janie went bird watching. Mm-hmm. They're like going to go build their soapbox derby racers and all that kind of stuff. One of the, uh, I, I, I was just going to point out real quick that during the uh, sequence of all the kids outside playing, one of the scenes is the very common scene of, uh, Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn, yeah. and Nelson is out whitewashing the fence. Yeah, and then his goons are there, which will be paralleled in a later episode. Oh, you fooled me. <laughs> it, will, it will also be paralleled in Futurama. But oh. anyways, uh, go ahead. Yeah, so they're they're sitting at the dinner table and they're talking about what a great group of kids everybody is. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Rome. <laughs> yep. Uh, we cut to Rome and yep. there's a man talking about the coast to coast tour of Michelangelo's David. Yeah. And the stops along the tour are New York, Springfield, Chicago, or, and if we have time, Chicago, Boston, Los Angeles. That's right. Now I have something to say. Oh, yeah. First okay. of all, okay. give it, <laughs> let, us what ha- let us have it. Absolute fucking nightmare. It would be to tra- pack and transport Michelangelo's David. Talk I, about stressful. I am sure. Second of all, who are you? What, what are we doing here? <laughs> hey, he's the man who's taking it out on tour. I know, but and then like, uh, uh, third of all, I am here to tell you, everybody, that tour art art tours and exhibition tours are planned very deliberately uh-huh. <laughs> so this if we have time business no 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 oh i'm sorry that you i'm sorry that this joke didn't land with this you. is too inside baseball <laughs> for me and i don't enjoy it okay so uh but what we get from this of course is that michelangelo's david is going to be coming to yes. the united states this which would be a huge deal i i just i cannot so okay part of my job that i have now i'm getting ready to move to a different job but part of my job i have now is packing and transportation of art and i do not know how you would do this because it is so heavy yep and so big and fragile like when it it, really comes down to it yeah and isn't it like it's almost architectural in the sense that like that sucker has not moved Mm-hmm. in a while i think really what it comes down to is that that would never happen well yes, yeah but. yeah and obviously they're using they're using a very recognizable piece of art yes. to make a point uh-huh but logistically speaking i don't know about the reality of this <laughs> uh-huh would you like to hear more about the transportation of art hey tell us some trade secrets Kayla. <laughs> did you know that ethophone comes in different densities oh man this is great okay (laughs) so the rest of the episode let's get to that um we we cut to a scene with marge and homer in bed there's banging at the door we open up the door and who is there but helen lovejoy and maude flanders yeah and a couple of other disgruntled people that's right and they say get dressed because we got to go get our protest to uh protest against this abomination and they show a picture of david coming to springfield and Marge says, no, that's a masterpiece. Yeah. And uh, uh, Helen replies, it's filth. It graphically portrays parts of the human body, which, practical as they may be, are, are evil. evil. Oh, yeah. yeah, here we go. Which is, you know, the thing is, is that you see this 
all the time in reproductions of David. They will put a fig leaf over it or mm-hmm. some or some stupid shit like that, which I just don't understand. I do not understand why people cannot look at something like that and understand and see what it is supposed to be. Right. Well, I mean, that's the point here. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, uh, uh, Maude and, um, Helen are standing at the door talking to Marge and Marge is like, no, it's a masterpiece. It's art, blah, blah, blah. And then one of them turns the other and goes, I told you she was soft on full frontal nudity. Yeah. (laughs) You know, what's really funny about this though, is that, uh, so I think, I think violence in, in, 2022, our, our violence is not really the issue at hand for us. Ours is is sexuality when it when it comes to people who are trying to censor things. Mm-hmm. And what's funny about that to me is is exactly what I just said is that most of the time people who are overly concerned about sexuality are more than happy to let their kids watch extremely violent things mm-hmm. without any issue. But if you see a nipple, yeah, God forbid, that is the end of it. Yeah, uh, and. They should not watch Euphoria. There's a lot of dicks in that. Good so, God. <laughs> we, have, we, 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 we have paused our Euphoria watching. We, yeah, we, we need to pick it back bit. up. Uh, so there's a ruckus about David coming on tour to yeah. Springfield. Did you, uh, Caitlin pointed out to me that as David arrives in Springfield, it's just in a box that says David. On so the here, here's another thing you don't do when you're transporting valuable art. You uh-huh. don't advertise. <laughs> You don't tell Hi, people. Everybody. You don't tell people when it's landing. You don't write what the contents of the box is on the outside of the box. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> so uh, at any rate, uh, they they learned this lesson pretty quick because everybody knew they were coming, and they are out here protesting. Uh, Helen says, "Get out of here." And we cut back to Smart Line, which is noted once again with local Emmy Award winning mm-hmm. host Kent Brockman. And so then uh, Marge is back on Smart Line. He yeah. turns to Marge and says, why are you against the statue? And she says, I'm, I'm not. And then we sort of get this moment here where I think Marge understands the error of her ways. Mm-hmm. There is a later episode, and I'm not sure exactly which one it is. I think it has to do with Itchy and Scratchy again, uh, where Marge says, I think that because this is not set to my particular taste, that o- nobody should be able to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And that's really what's going on uh going on here yeah so but marge surprises kent by saying she thinks it's great essentially yeah and he goes wait a minute aren't you marge simpson the wacko yeah and um marvin monroe who is now in in athens (laughs) yeah he's in greece now and by the way uh in the town where i grew up there's a little uh euro shop and the man who runs the euro shop is always wears the exact same hat as marvin monroe is wearing in his oh really yes the little i think i've only been there once oh i see okay um he's he's rarely in there these days but if you see images of him uh you'll you'll uh, you'll see that hat on him right but uh, at any rate he says he, um, Marvin Monroe says, how can you be, you know, for one form of expression, but against another? Uh, and she kind of goes, oh, well, I guess I can't, which is a shame because I really hate those questions. <laughs> <laughs> but Marge grows here a little bit, like in, you know, right before our very eyes, I think, mm-hmm. and, sa- and realizes that she just, you know, maybe is overstepped her bounds a little bit in banning it. Right. Uh, one thing to say to your kids, you can't watch that, but it's an entirely different thing of saying you can't make it. You can't say it. Right. Right. And so we then, um, we, it, 
date or not dateline smart line ends of abruptly kent actually says i just want to alert our affiliates that we're ending early tonight <laughs> so good news if you're watching smart line you get some extra commercials yeah, and then uh the next next episode's uh topic is religion which one is the true faith oh very good <laughs> That one can't wait. Can't wait to see that. That one's bound to be a little more lively, right? right? And so the uh, we then cut to the ending scene here. Oh, there goes the dog. Uh, We cut to the ending scene here where Michelangelo's David is standing in a long hall, and there's nobody in it. And in walk Marge and Homer. Mm -hmm. And uh, Homer turns to her and says, "What's wrong?" And she says, well, the kids had a chance to see a great work of art, but instead they're at home watching violent cartoons. And mm. <laughs> sorry, y'all, uh, nothing we can do about it. <laughs> and um, at any rate, Homer turns to her and says, hey, guess what? Don't worry, because they're going to come see it. Every kid at Springfield Elementary is going to come see this thing. And she's like, why? He says, they're forcing them. And he laughs. And, and she, then she's like, isn't that nice? That's right. And that's, that's the end it. of the episode. Yeah. Uh, presumably, Otto's going to drive all the kids in Springfield to the museum by way of the prison. <laughs> uh, no doubt. Absolutely no doubt. Otto is going to be the only person, and they're going to go by, and all the prisoners are going to wave, yep. just like they always yep. do. I'm, I was surprised to see that Springfield has an art museum. Yeah. Um, Pretty well, nice. Maybe it was constructed as a result of the... Uh, the David. The, the, that's right. The, the, David the cultural renaissance that is mentioned in the uh, uh, the synopsis from the Simpsons uh, wiki. Yeah. Well, maybe they're. <laughs> so here we are at the end of the episode. So it's time to talk about your thoughts. Tell me your thoughts. Um, I, I, it was interesting. Uh-huh. Um, I I expected it to be a lot more meta than it actually ended up being yeah, uh, yeah just given yeah. the synopsis and kind of you know the the topic of conversation yeah there are parts that are really meta the fancy degrees thing yep, and all yep, that yep. kind of stuff um it was it was good i liked it it's not my favorite it, i think my favorite is is dance and homer yeah still. yeah i i think that this is a i think this is a I think this is a very good episode. The I way, just think it's it, not a very funny it's episode. It's not. It's not. And yeah, I think it's one of those episodes that kind of rings true to what's going on. And yeah. you don't necessarily want to see that when you're watching TV. Like, uh-huh. you, you, you don't want to experience the real world when you're trying to... <laughs> relax and watch a show that makes you laugh normally and be distracted from the real world exactly exactly (laughs) yeah you know but obviously this is coming forward in the 90s i mean even though this is a parallel or a commentary on the 70s uh censoring of tom and jerry in particular oh i but i I, yeah that is definitely it but i do think that there is commentary towards well like you said earlier the 90s and i agree with you is the peak time of trying to censor art uh on a broad scale in in the united states right uh because it's in the 90s when we get the parental advisory Mm -hmm. you know explicit lyrics label well and even i was watching an episode we've talked about the v chip before and i was watching a simpsons episode the other night and there is uh they're watching itchy and scratchy and the tv cuts off 
Yeah. And Bart and Lisa go, V-chip, V-chip. Yeah. And then Homer turns the TV back on. So. All of that. Yeah. All of that is, is you know, obviously extremely relevant to a 90s audience. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, it's not surprising to me that a that a show like The Simpsons is is providing some commentary from the right, point but of it was view of the- not as overtly self-referential mm-hmm. as some of the other stuff is. You know what else I don't think it was either? It was not self-righteous, right? You know, like that's something that I really appreciate about this episode is that they did not necessarily take the side of saying, yeah, there is no harm they that's being done. Present both sides so you can see where each party is coming from Mm -hmm. whether they're right or wrong it doesn't really come through which is which is which is it it makes us relate to the characters right none of these there's no verdict there's no like if you side with marge you're an idiot or you know whatnot it's just kind of presented to you and then you can make up your own mind, I guess. Yeah, but you know, if you if you if you side with Marge, you can understand what her concerns are right. with violence uh, being uh, portrayed as fun, you know, to children. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also can understand why somebody might like to watch well, violent it, cartoons because yeah. we all watch violent cartoons. Well, and you see that in the letters, I think, especially because, you know, she's writing like dear purveyor of violence on TV <laughs> or whatever. Purveyor of senseless and violence. Then, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Roger Myers Jr. tells her to fuck off. Yeah. Like, you know, it's kind of like the name calling is both ways and yeah, you're yeah. not you're not made to pick a side. You just kind of are watching from the the outside. You know what my mother used to tell me? What? Two wrongs don't make a right. Oh. <laughs> but doesn't multiplying two negative numbers make a positive number? Did you know that I made that argument to her once when she told me <laughs> to shut up? <laughs> well. I said a negative multiplied by a negative is a positive yeah. number. <laughs> she said, I don't care. <laughs> Double negative. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, at any rate, yeah, I think this was a really, I think this was a pretty good episode. Uh, as, as said already, not a particularly funny episode, although there were a couple of good laughs mm-hmm. in there, especially watching it now in 2022, yeah. looking back on it uh, so that we get the tidbits. As we said earlier, I think the best, I think probably the best joke was about the writers, uh, just because yeah. we, we get it and we're on the inside here. Right. But uh, we are going to continue our march into the series. So next week we have... Bart gets hit by a car. Yeah. Double so. digits, baby. Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah. We just hit the double digits of the bonus um, shorts episodes. Sure so did. So we're hitting double digits of season two. Yeah. Which seems extra long because it's literally almost twice as much that's, episodes as season one that's right yeah. <laughs> it does kind of feel like it's taken a long time to get through yeah. this season but i am really glad to see that we are getting more and more jewels in the season as we're moving into what of the course is commonly years. considered to be the golden years yeah i saw something on where was it was it on twitter was it on facebook um Talking about people who watch The Simpsons Mm -hmm. and how there's a whole new generation that started watching it, like season 15. Oh, yeah. And those are the episodes they love. So if you take your mindset off of, well, obviously it goes downhill after whatever episode you think it goes downhill at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
then not it's good. On the popper, not, it's just not. It's I mean, not. I, that's a good episode. I'll say it. That was somebody a good, that's just a, shit their pants. That's a good episode. I don't hate that episode. You just made someone in Australia crap real hard. I'm, I'm so sorry, mate. But, <laughs> oh, see, she's trying to relate. Yeah. Like, see, and, and I've talked about that before too. It's like, yeah, I, I don't. Um, when I first watched that episode, it was not presented to me as the turning point. Yeah. Therefore, I do not see it as a turning point, which Makes is the sense. same as later seasons. Makes so I'm looking, sense. I'm looking, obviously looking forward to, you know, I think I would say seasons four through eight, nine plus, you know, a smattering yeah. in the, in 10, 11, 12. Yeah. But I am looking forward to getting beyond those because that is, that is definitely something I have never watched. Yo, once we get there, I'm going to be learned in two. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know them. I, I mean, I, I've seen here and there some episodes. Like, we know the uh, the the China, the Dragon episode from mm-hmm. season 12 uh, and some of the others. But, like, I could... I, I feel like those... the Well, the reason I said, like, seasons 8, 9, and then, you know, the double-digit seasons. Yeah. They're kind of... Um, hit and miss in terms of the episodes that I know. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, we were talking, were we talking on the, on air about this? I don't know if we were talking about like when we are going to get the back-to-back like powerhouse yes. episodes. We did not talk about this on air. It was something yeah. I did want to talk about and uh-huh. I went through the episode listings the other night uh-huh. to see. I, y'all, I was, I was I, working I think, late and I opened up my phone after work <laughs> to like 50 text messages from I was doing research and now of course I can't remember because we watched Homer's Barbershop Shop Quartet yep. and then what's well, Kate Fears right after that. Yeah. So that's like two Ba-bow. strong episodes back uh-huh. to back and I was uh, going through just kind of seeing what... Um, what to of course it's not i'm gonna it's gonna take forever to scroll well, back you know, to which just, ones i, I it's found it's just to say like when we uh when we start to see that i bet we're gonna be surprised by it yeah you know we we might we might even you know season two early season three come across uh two powerhouse episodes and just not realize that they're right next to each other or maybe you know this is also possible because i typically don't spent a lot of time in season two certainly didn't in season one mm-hmm. uh, i might just come across an episode that i've either forgotten about or what have you you know back to back that yeah, are just great so when i was looking at that and kind of just going through and knowing which ones i know which yeah. episodes i know uh-huh. i think the first oh, excuse me the first instance of being like, oh, yeah, that's a good episode. And that's also a good episode is Homer the Heretic and then Lisa the Beauty Queen right after. Oh, I think that yeah. that's maybe the first time we encounter that. What season is that? Four. Season four. It's early season four. Okay. Um, and then there's a, there's a couple more later in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I kind of been thinking that uh this kind of discussion would be really good for like a facebook group mm-hmm. uh and i'm kind of wondering if maybe what we should do is, is close the escalators nowhere page, page and make a group and just make the group yeah i mean we can have both but um, yeah 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 so i mean and i think i think that 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 instance in early season four is mm-hmm. definitely but i mean homer's barbershop quartet and cape fear That's like you can't 
That's 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 hard, right? Like yeah. that's that's. I mean, I think that you would be hard pressed to find any any person who enjoys The Simpsons who would say that that's not a top tier. Yeah, and uh, then after that, you have Homer goes to college. One two punch. Oh yeah, god, so, is that right after that? Yeah, it's one two three of season oh, five. Gee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's um, it's interesting to just kind of go through and be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, and especially for us because we don't like when we're watching the show on our own, not, not for the purposes of the podcast. Yeah. We bounce around. Yeah, yeah. We don't, we do not like sit and like, you know, do a, a deliberate rewatch. Yeah. We just watch what we want to watch in mm-hmm. that moment. Um, for clarity, everybody, if you're new to the podcast, Caitlin is learning, but after we got through season one, we decided that we were not going to hold back on yeah. watching the shows but, that we like. But here, here's a secret, everybody. Yeah. I watch the same episodes over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, uh, you know what? I think you and everybody else, yeah, right? That's, that's like, just kind of what we like, do. And the other night I watched Bart After Dark and I was like, oh my God, this is such good TV. It's, it's <laughs> wild how right. good that is. And that's what I was, I was giving Robert a running commentary of my watch of oh, Bart that's after right. Dark. Cause, cause and then at one point I got a I got a what was basically a live tweet of oh Marge just driving that bulldozer yeah, Mar- straight. Marge coming in hot on her bulldozer. <laughs> like, yeah. So I am I am definitely looking forward to seeing it, it, to experiencing that via the lens the or through the lens of the podcast. Yeah. Um, and of course when I'm watching them now, since we started doing this, I feel you know, I, I have a different, a little bit of a different eye. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I am excited to to talk about those, and maybe we'll bring on our friends who like who like The Simpsons and particular episodes. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is our hope that eventually we'll get a third microphone, and we can yeah. uh, we can have uh, you know our friends on or you know as guests to uh, enjoy uh, episodes with us and provide their commentary as well, especially once we get into episodes that we already. No, mm-hmm. and have watched time and time. Oh, over. the other pairing of the episodes that I thought might be good is um, Mr. Powell, Mr. P- Mr. Powell, no, oh. Mr. Plow. Sorry, uh-huh. I was reading something else. Mr. Plow and Lisa's first word. Those are back to back as yeah, well. Yeah, those are good episodes. But those are nine and ten. Those are episodes nine and ten of of season four. Gotcha. And then we have Homer's Triple Bypass, and then Marge versus Monorail. So, like season four, season four is, is yeah. definitely the sweet spot. I would. 100% agree. Mm-hmm. But I also am not as familiar with like episode titles and all that kind of stuff. So when I was looking at that list, I may have missed something sure. that um you know. So yeah. it, you should look at the lists and be like, "Oh yeah, that's that's that." Yeah, that's exciting. I'm looking forward to doing that. I'm looking forward to just sticking it sticking it out and once we get into the post season 12 zone, I'm yeah. I'm really We're interested. We're both learning. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see like how our perspective will shift in that and also I'm interested to see how we will try and be forgiving to the series that does take a right. turn. You know, whether you love the episodes or not, in the middle to the late seasons, the more modern seasons, like, the, the show definitely changes, right? It, 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 it changes, but it changes tonally, I uh-huh. think is a good way of saying it, because when you have a show that's on for 33 years, you can't expect it to stay... Th- 
the same. It's remarkable, frankly, that so many of the original cast members are even alive still. Well, you know, alive like, and like they haven't been like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Bye. See yeah, you later. I, I've got enough money. Thanks. And I <laughs> honestly, like my, I have thought about that. I was like, what happens if? Yeah. You know, I mean, they're not spring chickens. No, they you know, started I, the show and they're, I mean, I know Nancy Cartwright was 32 when season two was happening. Yeah. So, you know, she's in her mid late sixties now. Yeah. So she looks great. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she looks better than she did in the nineties. It's like, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm really Yardley surprised. Smith too. Yeah. She like, looks good they're, too. They're all, I mean, when you have more money than God, I guess you can, you can help preserve you yourself put that it in way. a blender and inject it in your veins. That's how you <laughs> exactly. So I, I am looking forward to it. And I like as slow as a trudge as season one was and yeah. season two is, is a lesson in uh, perseverance as well. Uh-huh. But I think we're going to have some really good content coming up. Yeah, I think so. So, you know, as, um, Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, please. I was going to I was, was going to say, transition. I was going to tell the listeners, and this can be a segue into closing out, uh-huh. tell, go, go through those episode lists and tell us what you think the first two back-to-back really good episodes are. For sure. And tweet us at Esk to Nowhere. You can send us a message on Instagram. Esk to Nowhere pod. Esk to Nowhere pod, uh-huh. sorry. You can send us a message on Instagram, Escalator to Nowhere pod. We do have a Facebook page if you want to post on that, mm-hmm. um, Escalator to Nowhere pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm stealing Robert's outro. <laughs> That's okay. And our and don't forget, if you just want to send us a regular email, we would love to hear from you and shout you out like we did for yes, Steve, Steve Jackson. What's up? Steve's email, by the way, was, how are you so popular? So my response to you, or, or your, your podcast seems to have the momentum of a runaway freight train. How are you so popular? So my response to that, Steve Jackson, uh, oh, shit, what was it? Oh, I had a snappy response. I don't remember what it was. Ah, sh- crap. <laughs> Well, Steve, oh. you win this time. Oh, I, oh, I remember what it was. Oh, okay. it, I, the response was, well, Steve, uh, our uh, we are fully lo- bonded and licensed by the state. Oh. <laughs> That's my response. Yep. That's less, less funny saying it out uh, loud. Now. It's okay. Uh, I'm sad. I'm sure Steve will forgive you. Well, you know what? Uh, this was a lot of fun. And even though this wasn't the funniest episode, again, I did think that this was a good episode. So we hope that you enjoyed, we hope that you enjoyed it as well. I just got the hurry it up uh, Yeah, signal. I got to get ready to go to um, this thing. At any rate, uh, make sure that you're following us, of course, on all of our social media. And send us an email if you would like. And uh, make sure that you're hitting that subscribe button on the platform wherever you are listening to this. And hey, do us a big, big favor. If you have a Simpsons fan in your life who does not know about our podcast, make sure you drop our name to them because we would love for them to be a part of our community as well. So, looking forward to next week with Bart Gets Hit by a Car. And until then, I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. And I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I'm Learning. And we are looking forward to being here with you next week, dropping new episodes every Wednesday at 7.42 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right, roll that beautiful bean footage. Let's hit that music. Smell you later. Bye.